And here we go. What's up, everybody? This is the Quad with Chris Young. As always, I am Chris. We got Haley the Bear. Hello. Producer Josh. I was running behind this morning, so I forgot to grab a water, and now I don't know what to do with do my hands. hands. Yeah. <laughs> and Ryan from Miami. Oh, March sadness for everybody. <sighs> I believe, actually, Ryan, which we'll get to that, as you like to try and skip ahead, which is why we put you last. If everyone is... Uh, they're listening has heard the podcast before you've heard us pick on Ryan about this, but if you're brand new to the podcast, um, just to let you know, uh, we used to introduce everybody at random and we started putting Ryan at the end because Ryan likes to try to jump ahead into topics that we haven't even gotten to yet. I thought it's because you saved the best for last. Is that not what it is? It's, it's no. not what it nope. is. No, nope. nope. uh, <laughs> not at all. That was what I thought the allure was. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, okay, before we do get started with uh, sports and March Madness and movies and everything else, who won the poll? So, the poll winner for this week. By the way, you can always go check out our polls How on Twitter.com. slash the quad every with single time? You should have got him while he was drinking his coffee. Yeah, I should have. <laughs> so, the poll winner for this week, which was the hot take, which was the best action movie star of all time, with 49.4% of the vote, the winner was Bruce Willis. Yes. Weird. This was actually a a pretty, this was actually a pretty, like actually pretty even poll. Like there was a number of, there's almost 400 votes in this thing. Uh, Second place was Keanu Reeves at 21%. But look at that. Bruce Willis coming in clutch. I'm not surprised. Um, He has a lot of stuff going on right now. Yeah. He's, he's going through a lot. And I think a lot of people have great, great memories of all the movies that Bruce Willis has been in. Obviously I always make, my pitch every year that Die Hard is my favorite Christmas movie. So, no, you know, it's, not. <laughs> it's too early. It was way too early uh, in the year to do this. Yeah. We're, we're, we're a ways away from doing that again, but yeah, that's a, uh, I think any of those picks would have been great. I mean, we left people out too. We even talked about that last week. So that was, that yeah, was a good one. I'm, I'm surprised too, that, you know, there, there were a lot of different folks we could have put in there, especially given the success of, uh, of the recent, uh, God, I'm literally blanking right now on the actor that I'm trying to say. Tom Cruise, thank you. Never mind. I'm going to sit in my corner. <laughs> the recent success of Tom Cruise? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I was trying to go with, okay, you know what? That it's new Monday. actor, Tom Anybody Cruise. Anybody have a case of Mondays? Yeah. You know. All right. My, my favorite like statistic about Tom Cruise was somebody pointed out the last Mission Impossible movie he did. He was the same age that Wilford Brimley was when Wilford Brimley filmed Cocoon. And well, if you don't know who I'm talking about, just go look up Wilford Brimley and then look at Tom Cruise and you'll be like, Oh Hell. my God. Yeah. Dude. Oh my God. In fairness, Wilford okay. Brimley has looked 70 years old his entire <laughs> life. <laughs> That's fair. What is Tom Cruise eating or doing or work? Like, how is this possible? I, I don't know. Wait, what? Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Boy. Oh my yeah. goodness. Uh-huh. I have so much more respect for Tom Cruise right now, and I, I'm, I am so mad that I 
didn't pick Tom Cruise as uh, as my. Best I feel like Paul Rudd and, and Wilford Brimley are the same age right now too. Wait, he's yeah. dead. Yeah, well, he, he, he passed, passed away. away. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah. That's that one. That one got me. I was like, no. And then I looked it up and I was like, yeah, yep. okay. All right. Um, let's start with music first. Music. Gilbert, Arizona. Thank you guys so much for coming out. Um, it actually got cold in Arizona. I was not ready for mm. that. Yeah. It, it was like average temperatures. It was like, you know, 72, 73 during the day. And then it dropped. And then by the time we were on stage, um, it it got cold, and everybody was wearing like cut off t shirts. So shout out to everybody sticking around and uh, and hanging out for the show because I know it was cold out there. I could see people just like starting to stand closer together. You know, like normally people are trying to make space at a concert. They're huddling. Stick- oh yeah, they were huddling together for sure. Um, but absolutely amazing crowd, amazing show, a whole lot of fun. Uh, going to do an event today as soon as we get done recording this podcast down in Chattanooga, um, doing a radio show down there. And then this weekend, if anybody is free in the DFW area, we are playing two shows at Billy Bob's in Fort Worth. So make sure you come on out there. It's going to be a good time. We're going to have a lot of fun. fun. Any more Randy Travis appearances? or Dude, you never know. You never know. I didn't know Could he was going to be there. Could be surprises in store. The last time we did that uh, acoustic round, uh, I didn't know he was going to be there. He just shows up. He's just that guy. That. Yeah, He's just kind of around. It's great. It's amazing. It's amazing. But yeah, definitely, if you have not picked up tickets for that, we're, we're going to be having a really awesome weekend this weekend. Uh, so come hang out. Um, looking for you. Obviously, current single. I will continue to hammer this because I have a microphone and you're listening to this, so you have to hear me talk about it every week. But uh, go stream it, listen to it, download it, purchase it, whatever you want to do. Watch the video. Go check it out. Um, so excited about this song. So uh, it's uh, starting to pick up some steam right now, which I'm very, very excited about. And I've been working on new stuff. I've been doing some vocals. I've oh. been working um, on new stuff for a very I've, long time. Yeah, well, that's how it works. Yeah, you, you record. I mean, you're one of those I don't artists. Know if you, you record. Know this. <laughs> yeah, you record year long. You're you're always working on stuff. Yeah. Um, they, I don't know if you know how the process works, but there's like more than one thing you have to do to put a record out. No, I know that. But all of us have been patiently waiting. <laughs> I've Look, I've released two songs when I only had to release one. There's another video that we already shot that's coming out soon, which is a tease. You're getting bonus material already. Yeah, come on. Like I'm doing, I'm doing the thing. It's never enough. All right, so, so, so since you can't really put out exactly what you're doing, how about you tease us with this? Any cool collaborations you've been doing with other artists that could be coming up. Um, so we're not doing what we did with the last record. And I've I've been on record uh, in a, a completely different kind of record um, uh, of saying this. You know, Famous Friends was really dictated by the fact that it kind of evolved into, hey, we're going to have a whole bunch of collabs on this record. That's not what this album is going to be. But I do have one that is already confirmed. Um, yes. And when we get ready to drop that which will probably be before the record comes out. Um, I'll make sure that person is a guest on the podcast. The week before one billion views and on I, this episode, and you release that name. And I, I said that person. So you know, it's not a group. Correct. You know, it's not a duo. 
It's an individual. I feel, I feel like the week before that we should play 20 questions. Oh. Just see if we can, see if can guess it. See but if we can I, guess it. I already know who it is, so I can't. Haley's out. Yeah. So that's oh, yeah. Ryan. That's Ryan and Josh on that one. You guys can play 20 questions. I like 20 questions, actually. That's great. Okay, we'll do that. We'll do it. So, we'll, we'll, so we'll okay, it first ahead. question. Who is... <laughs> That's not how twenty questions works, Ryan. We're gonna have to give Ryan like a, a cheat sheet on how to how to operate twenty questions. I feel like this tells me a lot about Ryan's childhood. So we're playing the quiet game. Okay, did I win? <laughs> I was quiet. Listen here, okay. Only child syndrome pops out every now and then. <laughs> every now and then, and this is and this and this is where it is. Oh man! Um, any more stuff coming up with Sam? Couple shows uh, next month in Vegas at Resorts World, and then an iHeart thing in May, and then we start tour prep. Nice in June. Nice. Couple there's gonna be a really, there's gonna be a really great one uh, in November. You and Sam are both gonna be in Miami. Miami. Oh, oh it's gonna show? be such yeah. a good one. Awesome. Yeah. Well, there you go. I that's, will see you there, sir. That's gonna be the fun one. I think that might be a quad uh, pod trip because it is a Go it is the hometown of yours truly. So I feel like a little Miami trip for for the quad would be pretty cool. But I I can do that. I did have some questions, Josh, for you. Number one, pretty cool to see Outskirts uh, take off as it has, which was the new release by, by Sam Hunt. But the question I have: Have you ever been to the Resorts World in Las Vegas? Because that is going to be an experience, my friend. I have not. Uh-oh. That's that's the answer. <laughs> okay. Cool. Uh-oh. Good. Good to know. All right, everybody. Uh, everybody, pick a roulette number. We'll give Josh some some uh, money and ooh, send him down. Ooh, ooh. Oh, I, I shotgun seven. Is that cool? Uh, wow. Thanks, Ryan. I literally <laughs> have a brand called Lucky Number Seven. You can go ahead and snipe that. Appreciate it. Everyone knows. All right, I'll well, take three. Chris definitely knows what my number. Wait, is. you don't get more than one number, Ryan. I said one number. See, that's my problem. That's why when I play you get roulette, one I'm, number, I'm Ryan. Good. One because I scatter my my I scatter my money all across the board and then it just it's, yeah it didn't work out well on the cruise recently. Oh, <laughs> now, were you down bad? Uh, let's okay. So sorry, <laughs> there was. Did your losses include a comma? Uh, yes, comma. But oh, uh, there was wow. there was there was there was one time there was one time yeah, where they raise money. Jeez. Yeah, well, it, it needs to kick in here. So the, the 30th can't come soon enough, 10 days away. Um, but with that being said, there was one time I hit three in a row. And, you know, when you hit three in a row, on roulette, you're feeling confident. You start to be, you're like, oh, I got this table. It's hot. Well, I, I lost seven in a row after that. So that was <laughs> oh, Unlucky number seven for me. Yeah, yeah. I just, I mean, maybe I haven't done it enough. I don't know. The gambling thing, just like other than sports gambling, where I ha- I feel like I have a competitive av- uh, advantage because of all of the sports that I watch, all the basketball I watch, etc. It doesn't, I don't know, I feel like it's too much chance. And maybe it's just I don't know any, any of the tricks or any of the math behind it. But I just always feel kind of like I'm just setting money down and be like, all right, goodbye. I'll see you later. Enjoy. That, that kind of should be the strategy, though, right? You just say goodbye to it, and then if you win it back, oh, great! Look at that. You know. But I like my money too much. I would rather just. Why don't I just keep it? Casinos seem to like my money too much too. Yeah, they they do. They do like your money a lot. Um. So the fifteenth. So that was this week. Okay. Um. Do, do you? Yes. Want me to make you? 
yes. feel Wait, ill. We're still on music. Yes, I know, but we we're, we're unfortunately on topic. On topic. <laughs> so uh, because we were talking about music and then him going to a casino with Sam Hunt. That is how we got here. In case you were just now joining the podcast, you skip forward. And the national gambling hotline is one 4700 There it is, gentlemen. Just in case. You know, Thank you, just Ryan. In case. I, um, it might be on speed dial. Also, uh, shout out to our uh, our friends over at DraftKings. Um, hit a seven pick parlay um, for a lot of their money. So, uh, what were the odds that. on that? Thank you. Do you um, still have the odds on that? Plus 6,753. <laughs> Good job. Good job. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Good job. Okay. Okay, cool. Nice. Uh, <laughs> nice. Yeah. His yeah. win nice. included a comma. Yours. <laughs> you lost. <Yikes>. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let's not be mean to Ryan. Rude. Um, all right, let's go to what are you listening to? Uh, who wants to start? I'll do it. All right. I was referencing this for a song that I was working on, but Just to See You Smile by Tim McGraw. A classic. Oh. Nice. Nice, nice. That is a classic. Is it? Who's next? Anyone? Last night, Morgan Wallen. Can't get away from that song. <laughs> it's everywhere. It's everywhere. Quite literally, it's everywhere. It's everywhere. Well, now we have two versions because I think two weeks ago I had the girl version on there. Um, I'm going to go with uh, Halsey, another Halsey song. She uh, is on a song that, called Die For Me and she released her own full version of it. So it's Die For Me, Halsey. Ryan. Nice. Mine's Copperhead Road. Because that song you, came on the other day. Are you serious? Oh my god! It was, dude. It came on on a long road trip down to Florida, oh and I'll tell you what, it was it, driving to U-Haul and singing the Copperhead Road at the top of your voice. If you haven't, you haven't done that, you've been lived. There's nothing to sing the at the top of your voice for. It's a, it's a line dancing song. Does anyone ever actually listen to Copperhead Road outside of line dancing? Because it's just a beat and I can't sing it because obviously whatever. But you know what I mean? Like that's. You can't sing that at the top of your lungs. There's nothing that. Oh, I did. Oh, I did. Windows down on I-75 driving through Atlanta. Oh boy. Can you just Let me tell you why Atlanta? Here's the here's the problem. You're like, it, what what you mean is at the top of your lungs because it's definitely not at the top of your voice unless you have the register of Josh Turner. Like no one, <laughs> no Josh can sing higher than that. It's not a high song. It's not a. It's not supposed to be that. It's it's more vibey. That's that's I mean, the point. It's a line dancing song. Yeah. Oh, I don't I was think I've vi- ever oh, heard that song that outside of a line dancing bar. Smell the whiskey burning down Cabaret Road. Like that's, but it's still not yeah. even that. It's fast. not at the top of your voice. It's at the top of your lungs. Is is the phrase you were looking for? It, it was at the top of I seventy five in the middle of the traffic <laughs> in Atlanta. Everybody was hearing it. So, all right. Well, uh, and I assume you do not mean some random version we've never heard. You're talking about Steve Earle, yes. Correct. Correct. Okay. Steve Earle's version. Yes, correct. Uh, by the way, didn't name you. Did, did have a question. How was CRS week? Because that seemed like a lot of fun here in Nashville. Country music, country radio seminar, right? What are I talking about that? You Monday had a week? show Wednesday or Monday I mean, it night. Mon- it was Monday. We were previewing it, but I'd already done, I'd already done the, the, the Canada Sunday. thing. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, it was great. It, it was a lot of fun. Um, you know, sometimes those things are, 
everybody sits and politely claps and they're like, we're all here. We're just watching. Everybody jumped up, was having a good time, having fun. I actually wanted to play longer than I played. So it was a, it went really, really well. You had a cookie with your face on it. They did make cookies with my face on it. If you have not seen <laughs> Were they tasty? My, my Instagram. It or, good? Uh, well, I mean, here's the thing. I, I took a bite of uh, the, the hair. Um, so I, if that's what hairspray tastes like, it was pretty good. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Ryan. Can I confused. have, can, can I have one of these cookies? I would really uh, they, like, they like are gone now. Yeah. They, oh yeah. Wow. They're more decorative. Yeah, I didn't really. even, I didn't even really eat the entire cookie. Let's be honest. I did that more for the, the camera shot that we used on, on IG and yeah. That's a waste funny. of a cookie. All right. Let's go to sports. Sports. Um, March Madness. This is the second year in a row where in the Sweet 16, there is no Kentucky, no Kansas, no North Carolina, and no Duke. Kansas was in it last year. They won it. Uh, second year out of the last three. I'm sorry. Last three, yeah. I'm sorry. I apologize. You're right. Um, Two years ago. Two years ago. None of them were yeah, in it. Correct. So, like, is that, like, a, a sign? And, I mean, again, you're saying Kansas won it last year, but, like, all four of those teams, two out of three years, these, these are the perennial, like, they are the basketball schools, and none of them was in it two out of three years? I don't really watch college basketball, but I can tell you from the NBA side of it, everyone is coming into the league more skilled than ever. So it's possible that there is more parity and more skill in these like smaller conference, smaller teams, well, which I mean, is why you're seeing all these upside upsets. And, also being able to sponsor players now. Name, image and likeness. You mean? Yes. That it's not sponsoring players. It's them getting paid for their name, image and likeness. Yeah. Regardless. But yeah. that's also kind of why football's kind of been a big, there's been a change has been seen throughout college football. Well, and I will say parody was a, a theme this year in college basketball. So that it, it, it continued into the tournament, but a couple of things that you guys noted, number one, Kansas is the sixth straight reigning champ to be eliminated on the opening weekend. So yeah. six times in a row now in the tournament, we've seen the, the defending champ get ousted, you know, before uh, the round of, of 16, uh, in addition to that, this is just the fourth time since the field expanded in 85 that multiple number one seeds failed to reach the Sweet 16. It also happened in 2000, 2004, and 2018. But I love this. I absolutely love it. That's, that's the reason why it's madness. You want parity. You want teams like Princeton to win twice. You want a fairly Dickinson, you know, to pull off an upset. Wait, I mean, do, it do, you, do you? Okay, look, I, I get it. It's amazing. Cinderella story. Uh but they usually end up falling the next round. Yeah, I, like it, it's the only the second time in history a 16 is beat a one. I don't think that's something everybody wants every year. It's not, but it's, it's the second time in five years that it's happened. Which, again, so I go back to my question. It's not a parody question. I'm asking, are the quote-unquote blue blood schools of college hoops going away? Is that becoming something that is not just parody, but is more like all of the players are 
not only, like you said, becoming more skilled, it's not just we have, you know, a, a number one player, and so we get all these other recruits, and Kentucky's getting everybody, or Duke's getting everybody, or North Carolina's getting everybody, or Kansas is getting everybody because of what they are. Now players are just going wherever they feel fits them the best, and they're not so concerned about being drafted just because they didn't play at Kansas. I, th- I think that's part of it. I mean, you know, Devin Booker was like a rotation guy at Kentucky, and now he's yeah. a superstar. I think it's partially that. I think it's also no Coach K. Bill Self was not coaching in yeah, this tournament because he had a health true. issue. So some of these elite coaches that were kind of part of the backbone. Now, I'm not going to say Bill Self would have accounted for eight more points, but he might have. He might have a well a well placed timeout, a good out of bounds call, whatever. Like it, you know, basketball is a game of momentum, and so good coaching definitely can. So what does that say about Cal Perry? Well, <laughs> I, I think he's I think he's done at, Ken, at Kentucky anyway. I think he's looking for for a way out too. Really? Out there as well, but to to answer your question, I mean, look at take a look at the the teams that are still in it, right? Alabama, not your traditional basketball school. Houston on the map recently, but not one of your blue bloods. You know, Alabama's you actually State. been better over the past couple years. They have, but they're I, never before has Alabama been ranked number one in the in the AP poll in basketball, and they were this year, and they are the overall number one seed entering the tournament this year, but. Yeah, I mean, you have FAU, Princeton still alive. Miami, which is not a traditional basketball school. Like, there's a lot of non-traditionals in here at Kansas State. I see it on your, I yeah, see it on your shirt there, Josh. Right the um, but there are some blue bloods. UCLA, which has won more national titles than any school in college basketball. Is still well, Tennessee, not, not, UConn. Wait, time out, time out, time out, time out. Stop. You just named Tennessee in there as a blue blood school in basketball? No, no. Women's basketball, yes. Men's, no. They're too inconsistent. Tennessee sports in general are too inconsistent. Like the school of Tennessee, not. When was the last time Tennessee won a national title in in men's basketball, Ryan? Uh, You know, Google will help me with that. Uh, And I, I don't believe it's actually happened. Yeah, so there you go. You're you're thinking of Pat Summit and UT women's basketball, which was a powerhouse. Yeah, for that, forever. That's very true. That's much different. That is very true. <laughs> however, however, Tennessee has made the Sweet 16 now twice in the last four years. So I'm just saying, you know, traditional the basketball power. Sweet 16 power, you know. doesn't mean unless yeah, you get to the end. She's right. It, it, like that's cool, and I'm I'm glad, but they're not putting up a banner saying you made the Sweet 16, most likely. They're not. They're not. So, does anybody have a? And now that we are down to sixteen teams, who is your national champion favorite now? Well, that's interesting because if you look at uh, what we have done in our brackets, are you are you CY the quad with CY? By the way, he has um, two brackets. To I did okay. two, which is the same thing I did last year. Um, and actually, my second bracket is twenty eighth. Nice. So I well and I have guess who? Alabama winning it all in that bracket. My bracket is definitely screwed. Uh but I Daily do the Bears have seventy fourth. Yeah. You're seventy fourth right now. But I do have Houston winning it all. And producer Josh is tied for eighty sixth and he had Purdue as the Heck yeah. national champion. Heck yeah, and they got they got they got upset by Princeton uh in the first round. So Oops. Uh, and, you and your boy UCLA. your boy is fifty second. At UCLA, so it, it seems like at least three of us still have, uh, you know, an opportunity here to win, uh, you know, at least continue to climb up the standings. Now, I do want to commend uh, our first, second, third, and fourth place 
Uh, JD0122 is currently in first place, but they had Kansas as their champion. Here we go, which is second had Kansas as a champion. Just Meb had TCU. So right now, PK2923, that's Tyler K with Houston right now as his predict, uh, projected national champion is right now uh, the possible leader in the clubhouse for the winner of our bracket, which, by the way, whoever wins gets some free swag from us. So, uh, But this is awesome. We actually had a record number of entries this year for our match, March Madness bracket tournament. So I want to thank you guys for being a part of this because it's, it's awesome to compete. Uh, we have, I believe, over 170 that are in the tournament this year. So awesome I, job, guys. Thanks I, for joining. I got to give a shout-out for two of the people that are ranked tied 12th because if it is not any of those teams, the other team in my first bracket that I had winning it all, uh, which is not picked by many, but picked by some, um, One Love and K Pain 05231 both have Texas winning it all, and they both have 420 points currently. So Damn. things are going to get interesting if it goes that route. Got to be fun. And, uh, yeah, thank you guys for wanting to join in and, and be a part of this with us. This is always something we like to do during March Madness and something we're going to keep doing. But it's, uh, it's a lot of fun. And you know what? It is definitely, if if there ever was a March Madness, I would say it's probably this year. This is the craziest one I've seen in a long time. I feel like we keep saying that, though, right? Like, every year seems to be crazy. Like, when UMBC ups at Virginia, and then, you know, last year, Okay, no, 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 stop, 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 stop. Now you're just throwing stats. This is much crazier than the year that the first 16 over one ever happened because not only have we had a 16 over one, there's been a lot of other teams that were one or that were chalk that have gone down really early. Yeah. See Kansas, see Arizona, see Arizona. Like this is much crazier than that year, all in all. When you take it as like a whole, that this is probably the craziest year i've seen in a long time like i can point so to they, the year you know being from murfreesboro i could go yeah remember that one year that mtsu upset michigan state when michigan yep. state was still a powerhouse that's one game out of the entire tournament that is that is an anomaly in the tournament right that's always going to happen in march that's that's just the case this is multiple brackets just being absolutely annihilated. I, I, don't, I still don't think there's anybody in the country zero, that zero, filled out zero. a bracket that has a perfect bracket. Zero. There isn't. Zero. It's there's only for the first week or the first night. There's only one perfect women's bracket left. So right now, out of all the brackets done between the men's and women's terms, only one perfect bracket remains, and that's on the women's side. Wild. Proof. Proof. Oof. All right. Um, let's. Uh, do you have a quick NBA update for us, Josh? Oh man. Uh it it seems that the Sacramento Kings are going to make the playoffs. Yep. Yep. Looks like they are. I predicted it. Um the Lakers are in trouble. The Lakers <laughs> everything everything has to break correct for the Lakers down the stretch now in the last 10 games. They had two really tough back-to-back losses that kind of have messed with their fate in the play-in tournament. So a lot of things have to go right for them to get in. If they get in... They're probably still done early. I don't know. They, they're they playing really good basketball right now, and that's but they without... they two back-to-back losses. They were, they were a, a buzzer beater by Maxi Kleber, which... Okay, fine. And then one was Houston without AD, which if you don't have any of your stars, then you're not going to win. I don't know. It's going to be interesting. I like 
I don't know. I don't, this, this, it feels like college basketball too. I really have no idea what's going to happen in these playoffs. You could tell me, wow. You could tell me Denver falls like golden state could get into the eight seed and Denver loses to the eight one. Owen Wilson. Wow. Wow. <laughs> you could tell me the Lakers make it into the finals. You could tell me the Suns make it. You could tell, you could tell me Sacramento could be up one, two, one in the, in the Western finals. Anything is possible right now. All right, Kevin Garnett. Anything is possible. Yep. Before we jump off sports, obviously well, open the against. We're not we're not done with sports. Why are you trying to dictate what we're doing, Ryan? I was trying to drive the bus here. Can I drive the bus for a second? No. <laughs> oh. You're trying to drive the bus from the beginning of this podcast. What's going on with you today? You have too much coffee? No, I drove 13 hours from Tennessee to Florida, so I feel like I'm still driving. So I think that's I think that's kind of why. Okay, well, you know what? I tell you what. Go ahead, drive the bus for a minute. Yes, yes, yes. This is finally my only child syndrome. Finally, finally worked on this podcast. I like this. Uh, just one quick thought. Oh, don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> what did you say? Like, should I mute him now? <laughs> oh, that'd be so mean. No, don't mute him. Go ahead, Ray. All right. The, the one quick thought I want to give on the World Baseball Classic uh, with baseball officially regular season kicking off 10 days from now. The World Baseball Classic has been awesome. If you have not had an opportunity to watch it, it has been like soccer invading baseball. And this is they've had this in pad peers, the WBC. But this year, it has been an absolute spectacle to observe. And the U.S. is trying to go for back to back World Baseball Classic championships. It is awesome to watch. I wish baseball would do this more often, um, you know, maybe rotating it every other year. Because it's so cool to see players, fans, so jack and juice to play and represent their country. Uh, and a billion-dollar roster the USA has. And, and right now they are into the finals and will await uh, likely Mexico, who will be uh, potentially playing them tomorrow night. But it's been awesome to watch. And if you haven't caught it, guys, please get an opportunity to watch because it it's really cool and it's what baseball should be about. And you remember when we were talking about this and you're like, I, I wish they would have more starting pitchers that actually play in the big leagues play in the world baseball classic and that would just make it so much better and it would be crazy and it would draw more attention and then that Mets pitcher went out to celebrate and hurt himself and he's out for the season yeah Edwin, Edwin Diaz did go out and hurt himself and that's, look you're gonna that's have exactly why they don't want to play in the world baseball you're going classic. to have injury risks like you're gonna have injury risks yeah, right I mean and that was thing. that was a freak that was a freak injury Al, Jose Altuve is the other one he, he fractured a thumb that's the one that's that's more of like okay that's from playing. The Edwin Diaz one was a celebration in a dog pile. Like that was a freak injury. That, but that's my point. It's a freak injury not playing a league game. So that's yeah, why. You know, that's why they don't do it. Especially that's exactly why. If you're a Mets fan right now, you're not. Oh my god, they're thrilled. imploding. Sammy Sosa once got injured by sneezing and hurting his back. So I guess you can get injured anyway. Who <laughs> among us hasn't done that? Here's here's the deal. You can get hurt anyway. I could walk out of here and trip and fall down the steps. I'm not going to live my life thinking that's going to happen. That being said, when you can mitigate risk and your job is to throw a baseball and you're one of the top people in the world to do it and you get hurt playing something that really doesn't matter, it's just everybody getting together in the world and playing baseball for the trying to put eyeballs on it. I get what you're saying. It's amazing. It has been great. It's been really, really fun to watch. But that's why you can't look at any star player and be like, why aren't you playing in the World Baseball Classic? Because they could get hurt. 
while they're not doing what they get paid for. I really need you to be careful today when you walk downstairs, please. Just just make sure one foot right in front of the other. I don't I'll, want you falling uh, down I'll the hold the, the rail walking out to the bus. Thank fine. you. Thank you. I really appreciate that. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, knock on wood. That make you feel better? There. Uh, so this is why it's like, why are we getting off sports? We haven't talked about NFL free agency at all, Ryan. Yeah. <laughs> Which is obviously <laughs> way is more that, of a story than the World Baseball Classic. <laughs> Is that is that big? Is something big happening in NFL free agency? A lot of big things are happening in free agency, actually. By the way, I, I was curious because you just did it. Why do people knock on wood for luck? So I just actually looked up the origin of knocking on wood. And in many cultures, it's common superstition for people to knock their knuckles on a piece of wood to bring themselves good fortune or ward off bad luck. It actually began in the 19th century. Is it something about fairies living in trees? I, guys, we're talking about the NFL. <laughs> you can't do that Woo, in like Shady Penny. Like <laughs> just hard left. I love that Ryan. You didn't even like explain why we do it. You just said, "Yeah, lots of people do it." <laughs> so well, for you know, a long according time to, according to history.com, while the origins of knock on wood may never be known for certain, the superstitions remain popular around the globe. That's cool. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, the Bears have been doing a lot of work. <laughs> I I will have to say I'm very excited for one ad that we have and ironically it is a tight end. <laughs> of course. We added Robert Tanyan, who is awesome. He also comes to Nashville and works out a lot and he's a really great guy. But just go ahead and say you're excited they signed him because you think he's hot. He's hot. There it is. Yeah. <laughs> but he's also great. He was great on the Packers. Like he 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 did so well. Um. Yeah, he did. I've had him in uh, fantasy. He wasn't that great. I think you buried the lead here. It's a different Packer we should be talking about, or former Packer right now, that it's leading free agency, not a tight end going to the Bears, which they have 17 of them now on their roster. Well, we I, I'll also say that there was a one of the, the accounts that I follow on uh, TikTok, and they were talking about um, breaking down free agency, and they go, the Bears – um, congratulations. You uh, signed a young linebacker with a lot of upside after you got rid of a young linebacker with a lot of upside because <laughs> you wouldn't pay him. I miss you, Roquan. Again, the Bears, everyone's raving about everything the Bears have been doing. And the, I all... Who? No, they're literally, when you go through all the stupid ESPN articles that come out, they're like, the Bears have been number wait, one wait, wait, in wait, this wait. free agency. No, they have not. No, number they have one? not. I don't know about that. You, now, if you're talking about as a body of work and then picking up, like, draft picks and stuff like that, okay, Can I'll give I you that one. Can I finish my statement to what I was saying? Not unless you show some proof where everybody's saying that they won free agency. No, it doesn't matter. Go on. Oh, my God. Just What are you talking about? Who said this? I keep getting notifications through ESPN and those other sports apps. The Bears are leading the way. Blah, 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 blah. Of course, but everyone knows how I feel about this. They don't, everything they do does not mean anything to me until they produce on the field and they still have yet to be able to do that. And we have not drafted yet and we screw up every draft. So yes, thank you for picking up some of the players that we already had that you got rid of for no freaking reason. And I'm so glad you picked up a wide receiver. But, uh, you know, Justin Fields has to throw the ball because he's a runner. And that's about it. Anyways, he's a track star. I, I will say CBS Sports has given the Chicago Bears a B plus in their grades for free agency so far. However, the team that has earned an A is the Dallas Cowboys. Now, why would that be, Ryan? 
which is why I was asking because, her to give me give me an example of this because this is exactly where I was going with it. Well, Stefan Gilmore and Brandon Cooks are two very good additions for the Dallas Cowboys that they have secured in free agency. Oh, you mean one of the best corners in the league, Stephon Gilmore, who's now going to be playing opposite of one of the other best corners in the league uh, for our defense to help shore up that uh, other side of the field across from Diggs. And then uh, we picked up Brandon Cooks because we needed a wide receiver who's got some speed that can go deep. And we got him for basically a, you know, ham sandwich. Metro subway pass and a ham sandwich. Ham I mean, sandwich. <laughs> I mean, we really didn't give much it's up like to a get a washing him. machine. And yeah, the roll of quarters. Here you go. Yeah. Metro subway pass could be pretty. Yeah, I mean that could be pretty. <laughs> if it's know, like the seven day it. unlimited, that'd be pretty good. Yeah, I tell how you. Do you how do you feel about letting Zeke go? I think that's the right decision. I mean, I I I love Zeke. I I think he is. Uh, if you look at his career numbers, they are so much better than what you think they are from the outside looking in. And I think he will be looked back upon, no matter what he does, what team he goes to, what he does moving forward, very, very fondly. And people will be like, man, he was really good. Like, he's already put up some stats that eclipse a lot of a lot of people, like Hall of Fame running backs. Not, not kidding. Like, that's an actual true statistical yeah. thing. Um, but you could tell, like, Tony Pollard was taking over. It's his time in in that team, and I think it may benefit Zeke to go somewhere else and and be you know in a new system and be somewhere that he gets leaned on as as a a primary back as opposed to you know where the Dallas Cowboys looked like they were going. Now, do we need to draft well, which notoriously we have not either um, at times? Yes, we need to draft well. Where, um, where do you think Zeke goes? I was thinking about this. He might be a replacement for Derrick Henry in Tennessee if Henry goes elsewhere. I could see that being a possibility for sure. You think Henry leaves? They're shopping him. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, they're shopping him. As That's a the candidate. only yeah. thing that Tennessee has going for them. Why would they get rid of the number one person that is only going to be able to score his points? I say us. It's not my team, but in the state of Tennessee. I could see. I, I, I wouldn't suggest getting rid of Derrick Henry, but I could see them leveraging assets to get something in return. Maybe a, a you know a quarterback to replace Tannehill, and then signing a, a Zeke on the side. You know. Okay, let me throw a weird one uh, your way. Tampa Bay. I thought about that. Yeah, because Leonard Fournette isn't there anymore, so that could be very interesting. That's, that's kind of what I'm saying. You use him to replace what Leonard Fournette was for that team. I give think- give Baker a shot. I think that's I think that's a good move. I also think, and I have no idea of the cap structure, so I, this could not even be a possibility. But I also think Los Angeles for the Rams because they need a they need a running back. But I could also see a carousel of Derrick I mean, Henry. You know Zeke. You know Zeke's looking to get paid too. Yeah. Like well, let's be honest. The reason that the Cowboys structured his deal this way was that they could let him go and not be on the hook for the rest of of what that that deal was. Yep. Um, I'll give you a surprise one. A surprise one that would might be really beneficial. Okay. Buffalo. I think he could end up with the Buffalo Bills and add a, a really, really nice wrinkle to that offense. Do they have the cap space I, to do that, I though? I don't think so. I, I don't think they do. I think well, they restructured full, a lot of contracts. They, they restructured the contract of Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs and Von Miller. So they cleared up $32 million in cap space. Mm. So that could be a potential landing spot for him and watch out if Zeke goes to Buffalo. That would be Could you imagine if Derrick Henry went to Buffalo? 
Oh God. If that's, that's, what, that's, if that's what they cleared it out for. That would be dangerous. That would be awful. The other team, by the way, to, to receive an A in the CBS Sports uh, offseason rankings were your Miami Dolphins. Who's your quarterback? Tua. They just officially well, re-signed him. Hey, what? congratulations. Did he, pass, Thank you. did he pass protocol yet? I don't, I don't think he knew what he was signing, but that's totally fine. Yeah. Well, what else is making me mad about the Bears is that they're doing the same thing they did last year, and it didn't work out too well for them. They keep signing everyone to a one-year deal. And I'm like, are you trying to build a team or not? Well, that's probably for capital for the future. I mean, they're trying to do that okay. to save cap space down the road. Are you going, are you going down the road? Are, are the Bears just basically riding off this year? They did the same thing last year. How many years are they going to write off? Every last year they signed all the low ends for one year deals. Are you are you actually planning on making a damn team, or are you just like, well, let's try, let's let's just do this? That doesn't help. No one's going to be. Did they win? Did they win three or four games this three. year? Three. I guarantee you, they double their win total next year. Whoa. Oh. Really? I guarantee you. I guarantee you they double their win total. So Actually, saying... if they're over-under with Vegas, let me see what their Vegas over-under is. Because That's I be guarantee six. you the Bears are going to – I think it's probably going to be six, six and a half. You said double, so – That would be six. I would be willing to go in on that. I would be. I would be. Okay, so the over-under for the Chicago Bears. Oh, they haven't posted them yet. Okay, so that doesn't that doesn't help. Okay. Yeah. However, I would tell you, I would I would say six would be where I would land for the Bears. I think they doubled them one total. I think so too, because I think the Packers take a step back. But we still got the Vikings and the Lions who emerged last year. We'll see. I mean the Well, the Vikings just got rid of their entire defense. Vikings well, are starting so did to the run. Bears. So <laughs> But I mean no, the Vikings like liquidated their defense. It's whatever they had is just like gone. Gone. And then the Lions let Jamal Williams go to New Orleans. I you know what? I love Jamal Williams. I love Jamal Williams. That guy is so funny. He's so funny. He's one of the best post game interviews oh my God. ever. He's incredible. I have an update on this Bears win total, by the way. According to Caesars Sportsbook, the Bears are by far the most popular NFL win total under bet. They opened at six and a half. Yeah. (laughs) So are you taking the over, Ryan? I'm taking the under six. (laughs) Okay. I'm I'm done with you. We will will see what happens, guys. We'll see what happens. This is all for Aaron Rodgers. It's early. Aaron Rodgers to the Jets. You know, Look, you know that's in your that, that's but, in your division now. Where do you think all your like? Do you think you're you're going to beat him a bunch? Now? Well, that's why we that's why I went out and got Jalen Ramsey and pairing him with Xavier Howard to have the best defensive backfield. Have you in watched Jalen Ramsey the last couple seasons? Yeah. I still think if Aaron Rodgers goes to the Jets, it's not going to be as dramatic as everyone thinks. I think it's just going to be. I also wait. You don't I, think he's going to be very good with the Jets? No, I think the Jets are going to be awesome this year if Aaron Rodgers goes there. I think the opposite. Uh, not, not if they. And again, he's on record on the Pat McAfee show of saying, you know, that he is not asking for all of these players, but I guarantee you, he's asked for some of them because every single time that it comes up anything with Aaron Rodgers, he's always like real flipping about it, and then about half of it's true. Mm-hmm. If but, he's actually wanting some of those receivers like those 
I get it. He's comfortable with those guys, but those are not number one. They got Lazard. They did sign Lazard, so that's that. Well, Lazard like, isn't great, but Lazard is Lazard is probably the best one out of that list. And so if they go get Cobb to, I mean, the best part. Shout out to Annie Agar on Twitter. She's like Aaron Rodgers yeah. complains that he doesn't have weapons in, in Green Bay. Goes to the Jets and then asks for all the same, same weapons, weapons in Green Bay. Ah, uh, incredible. Yeah. Anyway, we'll see what happens. Um, I think that also I, I I love that Ryan came out and said the the best uh, free agency pickups were the Dallas Cowboys, and then he proceeded to turn right around after I mentioned Stephon Gilmore across from Diggs and say that Miami has the best defensive backfield in the league. Yep. Stand behind my my statement there. Oh, uh, okay. Let's go to movies. <laughs> Movies. This is the perfect spot for the Chiefs. We just like to just coast under just the radar. Coast. Everyone's like, "Oh, the Chiefs are going to fall off," and then we're well, gonna... I don't. I don't know if you know this, but you just won a Super Bowl. We did. Yeah, on a rebuilding year. Yeah, you're you're hoping you keep all of the pieces that you had. I feel very good about what we're doing in free agency right now. Yeah. All right, John Wick Chapter Three, Parabellum. It's John Wick Week. Yes, it is. It is John Wick. It's Week Wick Week. <laughs> We we are uh, wick, wick. all I can think of is Wit Wiki from Transformers when you say that. Um, wick Wick. Okay, I'm yeah. done. <laughs> so we are uh, we are obviously the movie for this week is is John Wick Four. There's no t- extra title with it. It's just John Wick Four, right? I don't care if there is. It's the care. fourth John Wick movie. That's what we're watching. Four of six. Yes. Does it come out Thursday? Thursday at midnight. Wait, they're really going to have six? They already said that? Yeah, they've already greenlit five and six, and they already started shooting five. Oh, wow. They were going to shoot five and six at the same time, and then schedule will not permit them to do that, so they have Which, to break it up. Uh, quick, quick aside, um, there's so many memorable characters that are, have been in all of the casts from these movies, but um, Lance Reddick. Yeah, gosh. Way too young. Yeah. R.I.P., 60 years old. He was the concierge at the Continental. Well, and he's he's been a bunch of voiceover creds recently for like a lot of video game work mm-hmm. and stuff. So uh, definitely, he will Sad. be missed. He will be very very missed. He's already gotten like an an outpouring of of people, not just from. Um, when did he pass? He, like, it was like this weekend, two days ago. Yeah, yeah. two oh, days I ago. Didn't yeah. See that. Unexpectedly, too, there were no further details provided on his passing. Um, but his publicist did attribute his death to natural causes, which is is just shocking. I mean, even Keanu Wick came out and, and uh, Keanu, Keanu, Wick. Geez, Keanu Reeves. <laughs> you know, there's a combination there. Wick, wait. Keanu Reeves came out uh, and, and issued a statement just saying how deeply sad and heartbroken he was. So, you know, thoughts obviously with Lance and his his entire family. And by the way, it is John Wick Chapter 4. Chapter 4. Is what they're calling it. But that's what we're watching this week. Anyway, let me read from John Wick 3. Um, 89% on Rotten Tomatoes, 88% of Google users like this movie. Incredible. Of course. Of course. How does that even work if it's not out yet? Oh, wait. I'm sorry. The third one. The third one. Okay. I was like, wait a minute. What? (laughs) After gunning down a member of the high table, the shadowy International Assassin's Guild, legendary hitman John Wick finds himself stripped of the organization's protective services. Now stuck with a $14 million bounty on his head, Wick must fight his way through the streets of New York as he becomes the target of the world's most, ru- most ruthless killers. Um, the box office on this was, I think it's saying $327 million. Um, 
it it was one of the highest grossing movies of 2019. It beat out Shazam and Aquaman, and that is at a time where, you know, now you're starting to see a little bit of fall off in in some of the attention on superhero franchises. I mean, we completely missed the second Shazam, which dropped this week. <laughs> yeah. Oh, which apparently did horrible in the box office. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, I don't think anybody really was... No. Should have brought Shaq back for it. That was... That was the different movie. Kazam. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, yeah. Oh, well. I was... Yeah, whoops. I, I, saw, I saw two things that, that I have to say. One, it, we all like this movie, right? The third yeah. John Wick. Yeah, absolutely. It's, yeah. Incredible. Incredible. By the way, the budget was $75 million, So when you brought up the box office of 327 that's insane. Yeah. Let's say yeah. you double it and it was 150 with, you know, PR. PR. Then you still doubled your money on the back end, which is yep. nuts. Um, basically, I this this one to me was the one that was like oh this is gonna have some staying power because the second one was good not as good as the first one in my opinion but still like okay that's like you know taken and taken two two wasn't as good as the first one but i still liked the idea of it they did a twist on it i'm Mm -hmm. like okay cool where do you go with the third one and it didn't really land for me on in the Taken series. This one, I was like, oh, these are phenomenal. They they have an entire like storyboard of this, and this is like broad strokes going into minute details of why the stuff that happened in one and two led up to what's happening in three. And who's related to who and, and who yeah, and what how did he become the Baba Yaga, like mm-hmm. how, how did all of this occur and like, why is it important? And what are the organizations stacked on top of the other organizations and like the who, system all the way down and who owes what to whom? Exactly. And, yeah. and I thought they nailed it. And I, I'm really excited for chapter four because I think they've set it up in a way that it all makes sense. Um, I, I loved the, just, they had some, heavy-duty animal trainer work on this film. <laughs> Those fight scenes with Halle Berry's dogs is... The mouse. Yeah. It, yeah. It's just... That's a whole nother level and stuff. I guess coming from someone who has worked on set with animals, it's not easy because you have to realize when you're working with these animals, they tell you what the scene is and what you need to train these animals to do for these, you know this scene, this scene, this scene with the script and all this other things. But sometimes the director's like, no, actually I want this. And you're like, uh, we didn't train for that. And then you have to go into a complete 360 and hope that it works out. <laughs> because, like, that's basically how these things work. Or, you know, if you've been training on coming in from this side and they change it up, it's like, oh, wait a minute. And the dog completely freaks out. You have to realize these are still animals. Even though they're very well trained, they're still just animals. <laughs> so the communication just has to be there and the relationship between them and the trainers and whoever... I guess I can look into it since they stopped. They started removing animal trainers from the credits, which, by the way, um, we deserve to be there. <laughs> Kudos to whoever this company is and whoever the trainers were because they were phenomenal. They did a fantastic job. And also, like, con- congrats to the directors because you can tell they really 
thoughtfully think about all these action scenes and what is blocked where and what move is happening and how Keanu is going to roll into this and do this from this. Angle. I mean, it, it, it really, it's, it's art. You're watching, you're watching a dance, like being choreographed in a very specific way. And the dogs were just like two more added bonuses on top mm-hmm. of it. You know, mm-hmm. like they I'm were interested great- to see, so go ahead, Josh. Sorry. Oh, it was it was all right. And again, I'm not really the world's biggest like action movie person, but these movies are incredible. They would have been awesome action scenes if there were no dogs and the dogs just like took Made it, it to yeah a whole nother level. I'm interested to see the dynamic between Winston and John Wick in in Chapter Four because it seems like that torn alliance between those two. How does that how does that evolve into this next chapter of John Wick? And I thought the the ending of John Wick three will play a part in how John Wick four develops. So really interested to see, you know, that dynamic between the two, but I love the Wick series. And I think, I think this movie is whatever the budget was for John Wick four, I think it's going to absolutely three X or four X because everybody is excited. Well, don't for, you for this think next it's crazy that the whole premises of this movie revolves around a dog? Yeah. <laughs> like they're, they're getting six chapters out of what started over a dog. It's what makes everyone buy in on this. It's like, exactly. oh, he had a really, his wife dies Ta-da. in the first one. <laughs> well, okay. We already, I know. I just, just to be clear, his wife dies and then he gets beat up and they kill his dog. And he's like, all right, I guess I have to kill everyone in my path now. And not a single person among us would be like, yeah, okay, go, go for it. Go for it, man. <laughs> Exactly. Dude, kill all of them. Can I help? They killed the dog. Yeah. How, like, how dare you? And it, and it still preferences or preferences, whatever. It's still being used all the references. way. References. References. It's still being used throughout the whole movie. You killed his dog? Yeah. What? I thought they were going to do it to one of Halle Berry's dogs. And I was like, no, no. Yeah. And then it was fine. <laughs> also, shout out to Boban Marjanovic, NBA, yes. NBA legend, who's in the very beginning of John Wick 3. It's so good. He's so perfect for that too. It's he Bobby is just he's the best. He might be my favorite NBA player. <laughs> he does a he does a nice goldfish commercial now where you can see how many goldfish he fits in the palm of his hand, which is just perfect too. Yep. He's just he's excellent and amazing. John Wick Four though, excited for it. I will be back in Nashville this weekend, so maybe we can all go see it together. Are you gonna be in person on Monday? I am. Cool. You're gone though. Might have to be Sunday. Okay. Because I've got Friday and Saturday. I could do. DFW. I could do some. I could do Sunday night. All right. Let's do it. Um, and let's move on to the hot take. Hot take. Oh crap! I messed up. One last addendum that I was going to say. Move. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I was trying to find something. There, there's a very interesting line in the trailer. And uh, he, when he's fighting in in the John Wick Four trailer, and I need to go back and, and listen to this again because I listened to it twice, and it sounds like he says to his adversary in John Wick Four, "They gave you my name," and he goes, "I'm sorry." Hmm. I don't know what that means. Has he become the replacement for Wick? Did they give him? I, I don't know. It just seems very intriguing. I don't want to dig too deep into it. No, I don't, I want, want, I don't want to. Yeah, I don't want to know. So uh, I, I'm I'm really really looking forward to that movie. Um, all right. Do you want to hit the button again? There you of go. Course. Of course you do. Hot take. 
Oh, the worst household chore. This 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 hot take runs deep in my bones. Go ahead. I want to hear what yours is. <laughs> okay, so obviously no one really likes doing chores. Sometimes you're like, oh, I felt really great that I did that. But most of the time you're like, ugh, no one wants to do chores. There's there's a lot of chores around the house. Dishes, vacuuming, cleaning windows, like everything in your house. But there's always one, one dreaded chore that you just put off and put off and put off and put off and you never want to do it. Personally, I think... It is the worst one of them all, yet could be probably the easiest, and that is putting away laundry. The none, the worst thing in the world is doing clean laundry and then just throwing it on your bed and you sleep on your clothes okay, for a week. Okay, so wait, you, you're not even going with the process of, of doing laundry. No, I, I, away. Clean, I will throw laundry. I will like clean stains off. And with it's not even the folding. It's just putting it away. Just putting it away because I hang up a lot and I put Mm. a lot in my drawers, but it will sit in my laundry hamper clean until I go through it again and have to wash it. I think a lot of people would relate to this and I'm I'm giving you just And I know a lot of people also lay in their clean clothes on the bed. So I know I think everyone hates putting their clothes away because you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna win if you just say laundry. If you say putting laundry away, you're not gonna win this one. I think so. You know how many people just throw their clothes on their bed because they don't want to actually put it away? I have no problem throwing it in the washer and the dryer. That is simple. Throw it in there, walk away, leave it alone. It's putting away laundry. It's putting laundry away. I don't, I don't, you're right though. I don't want to fold it. I don't want to hang it. I don't want to do any of that. Okay. I just want to leave it there and put it on again. (laughs) I have zero problem with with laundry and maybe it's because i'm a guy i can literally grab everything out of the dryer throw it in a bag you and also walk out don't the door. wear nowhere like, near as many clothes as i do well that's i'm a dude so yes that's that's true uh <laughs> i wear a lot of you know jeans and t-shirts uh if it's a button down i'm probably just throwing it somewhere to hang up and air dry and then throwing it in a bag getting on the bus and ironing it on the bus right mm-hmm. before the show so um, I got used to that when I was a kid, like when I got to college and everybody was like, Oh God, I don't know how to wash my clothes. Cause their parents have been doing it forever. Uh, I washed a, a load of, uh, red and white stuff together and had pink clothes for a while <laughs> when we had no money. And my mom was raising me and my sister on her own, uh, as a single parent, um, uh, before my dad, technically my stepdad, but my dad to me, uh, came into the picture, um, and she basically set us down and said, this is how you wash your clothes. If you mess them up again, that's on you. You're wearing pink clothes. On Wednesdays, we wear pink. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I was like, okay. Um, but I was I was doing that all the way through the high school, and that, that wasn't a big chore for me. My thing has always been dishes. I, I love to cook, and when you cook, if you cook anything that's that's difficult and it's not like a one pot dish or a one pan thing like you're gonna make a mess you're gonna make a bunch of different dishes that you have to wash and i don't care what anybody says there has not been a cascade or anything invented on this planet where you can just throw it in the dishwasher and it actually gets it clean depending on what you've been cooking on that surface i don't care what it's made out of i don't care if you use parchment paper i don't it doesn't matter don't show me how it works on ducks yeah i'm not cooking ducks i'm not trying to wash ducks I, I need something that works on pans. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's funny because I've most of my life I've never had a dishwasher. 
even in the last seven years in my house, I've never had a dishwasher. So washing dishes is just so first no, no. nature to me. So, but it, it doesn't bother me. I actually like doing dishes. We're we're not talking about your pick. You already made your pick. I know. Calm I'm down, saying Ryan. that I like washing dishes, so that's definitely not my pick. Putting I, away clothes. You know, I hate that. I do not like washing dishes. I I love cooking. That is the part where I like get to the end and I've eaten and I'm like staring at them in the sink and I'm just like uh, I don't want to do this. So that is that is my least favorite household chore. A great handoff. I love cleaning up after I cook. It's it's a weird OCD thing. I have so many different cleaning products that do different things. I have I have oh, one wait, just wait, wait, wait. for. I'm not talking about cleaning the oven. I'm not talking about any of that. I'm just talking the about the dishes. Yep. Yes. I, I like it. I like it. We're being specific here. <clears throat> Mine is cleaning the bathroom. The bathroom is disgusting. <laughs> it is where you poop. It is where you shower. It is gross. I hate it. I love having a clean bathroom. I do, but I hate I hate cleaning it. <laughs> That's a good one. That's that, a good one. That is a really good one. All but right, Ryan. I still also don't mind cleaning the bathroom. I have some lists coming up for the most hated chores, according to Americans, which, by the way, all of yours are on the list. What is my yours? Least, my least favorite chore, and it's because I despise this, and it is sweeping and vacuuming. I cannot get behind the sweeping and vacuuming because every time I sweep, I got the dustpan and the dust gets all over the place and the vacuum. I just, you don't, you have to have different types of vacuums that can get under different surfaces. And then you're, you're having to get on, I, you're having to get on your hands and knees. I despise yeah, it. I get sweeping a high and when vacuuming. I see a clean floor after the vacuum runs over it. I'm like, yeah. All right, so <laughs> maybe, maybe it's because I, I have a dog. Um, but if you don't sweep and you have a dog that sheds, you will have a second dog on the floor. <laughs> Sometimes a third. It's very dog. true. Or it's very true. I'm not saying that you you don't do it. I hate doing it. I have I to do you. it, but I despise doing it. Now I will say, according to USA Today, they did a study, and these are the five most hated chores in America. At number five, cooking and grocery shopping. I don't know. I love grocery shopping, love especially being hungry. Yeah, I best. love both of those. At number four, sweeping or vacuuming. There you go. At number three, cleaning the bathroom. Oh, that's bullshit. The second <laughs> most hated chore, according to Americans, is doing laundry. And by far, the most hated chore in the U.S. for Americans is washing dishes. There it is, baby. That makes there no it sense is. to me. I'm it telling you. This you rinse it, you throw it in the dishwasher. No, what no, is wrong no. with you people? I'm telling you it is more in depth than that. You can't just rinse a plate off and throw it in the dishwasher. What is a bowl you shit like, in? I, <laughs> <laughs> One's a bowl you eat in. I do have one last oh, it's not the same <laughs> One final statistic. Okay. And this was a survey from our friends at Yelp who found that one in five people said they would give up sex forever. If they meant they didn't have to do chores any longer. Whoa. Whoa. Tell me you're bad in bed Whoa. without telling me. Right? <laughs> this is going off that the rails. Of well, people, uh, that 20% of people are nuts. So I, I do want to say this. I'm not adding this to the list because I don't think this would win, but I do think it would like punch above its weight class for one of those things that you don't think of because it's not a chore you do all the time. But it is one of the least favorite things to do because you always seem to run out of batteries, even though you know you've bought them for this. And it starts going off, and you can't figure out which one it is. Oh, yes, it's so changing the smoke bad. alarm. Ugh. It is changing the battery in the smoke detector because it's just beep. What the? 
And then you have to sit there and wait, and you're like, you think you figured out which one it is, you got your ear up to it, and beep, and it's a different one in it's a different like part of the house. It's like 30 minutes in oh. each room of your house just sitting, <laughs> waiting. Oh, God. It's the worst when you're sleeping, is... it's the middle of the night, and you can't do anything about it, beep. and like every five yeah. seconds, you're just yeah. waiting for that beep to go off. Oh. Yeah. Well, the worst part yeah. is I changed mine once, and it still kept beeping, and I ripped oh, all of to, them out of the read. ceiling. Well, I don't, don't have a please no, don't no. do that. Put them back. <laughs> I did. I ripped them all out of the ceiling. Please I have one left. I have one left in my kitchen and it goes off if I open the oven too fast. So. Oh, Lord. Okay. That's oh, people that are the firefighters views of are in Haley fire McInnes safety. Do not <laughs> yeah, please please do not replicate that in your home. Um all right. So our picks are folding the laundry. No, Folding the laundry, the, putting the laundry away, putting the laundry away. I'm sorry, putting the laundry away, doing the dishes, cleaning, cleaning the bathroom, and vacuuming and sweeping. sweeping and vacuuming. And by the way, early lead in the poll with four votes is putting away laundry. Just yeah, for the record, that's the early lead. You already yet. put it up. All right, well, oh, guys, oh, make sure you go vote. It's obviously doing the dishes. As always, thank you for listening to the Quad with Chris. <laughs> We love you guys. Thank you so much for being here with us each and every week. Go check us out on YouTube. Definitely go vote on the poll. We'll see you next Monday. And we're out. I'm so excited about John Wick. Not even going to lie. Not even lie, guys. I'm. A, you know what? If you killed my dog, you'd see Haley Bear Wick. <laughs> <laughs> wick, wick. <laughs>